Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. I'm so happy I can encourage you this day with a beautiful psalm. You know, I love the psalms and I know I'm not the only one. Many with me love the psalms because you can really find yourselves in the psalms as you read the stories of uh, David as he's going through all these difficulties and problems, but yet in those deep times of darkness or of misery, he writes such a beautiful psalm, which he starts with worship and praise and lifting up the name of the Lord. And then he tells the Lord of his need and how the enemy is after him or how the problem is pressing upon him. But then always at the end, there is that faith that arises in his spirit, in his heart, as he lifts up his eyes and looks upon the Lord and knows that God will make all things wonderfully well. Well, I want to do the same with you today. I mean, let's start to worship him. Let's start to praise him. It's always good to start your day praising the Lord. When you open the curtains, be it sunshine or rain, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It is a wonderful day that the Lord has made. And as you will lift up your voice and worship him, no matter how the weather is or how the circumstances are or what you are facing that day, worship him. And as you worship him, you will feel that joy and that peace of the Savior flowing through your mind and your spirit and just encouraging you for the day and giving you wisdom and strength to go through it. And you know, he will give you victory. Of course, there's also an opportunity to lay down your needs before the Lord and he will hear and he will answer. But when you do that, when you lay down your needs before the Lord, always do it in an attitude of faith. When you pray and talk about the difficulties or the problems, don't do it in a spirit of depression, but do it in a spirit of faith, of expectancy, that you know that God is with you and he will help you. He will make all things wonderfully well. I remember my father always told me, John, God will make all things wonderfully well. Well, I thought that's easy for you to say. You're not going through these circumstances. But you know, he went through far deeper valleys that I went through. But yet, he always said, God will make all things well. And God did make all things well for him, always. And then I would think, well, that's easy. You know how. Papa, how, how? And he would say, I don't know how, John, but I don't need to know how. I know God will make all things well, and he makes it all well. So my friend, God will make all things well. Don't walk around with that question, how? You don't need to know how. You wouldn't even understand it if God would explain to you how, but he knows how, and he is able to do far above what we can think, ask, or pray. Well, I want to read with you some verses out of Psalm 65. It's powerful, I tell you. It says in verse 1, Praise awaits you, O God in Zion. To you our vows will be fulfilled. You who answer prayer, to you all people will come. When we were overwhelmed by sins, you forgave our transgressions. Blessed are those you choose and bring near to live in your courts. We are filled with the good things of your house, of your holy temple. You answer us with awesome 
and righteous deeds. God, our Savior, the hope of all the ends of the earth and the farthest seas, who formed the mountains by your power, having armed yourself with strength, who stilled the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, and the turmoil of the nations. The whole earth is filled with awe at your wonders. Where morning dawns, where evening fades, you call forth songs of joy. You care for the land and water it. You enrich it abundantly. The streams of God are filled with water to provide the people with grain, for so you have ordained it. You drench its furrows and level its ridges. You soften it with showers and bless its crops. You crown the year with your bounty and your carts overflow with abundance. The grasslands of the wilderness overflow. The hills are clothed with gladness. The meadows are covered with flocks and the valleys are mantled with grain. They shout for joy and sing. You know, I think this is such a powerful and beautiful psalm because it also brings us back to think in the way they always thought in olden days, and it's a right way to think, which is that all good things come from our God in heaven. He is the one that blesses us with water, blesses us with crops and with harvest. He is the one who feeds us. You know, these days I hear more and more people talking, and I'm talking also about in the church, about the law of nature. And they accredit things to the law of nature. This is how nature works. This is what nature brings us. When they look to a meal, a plate of food in front of them, they say, oh, the farmer made this food for me. Oh, the grocery store, that's where I got this meal. Oh, mama cooked it for me. And even though these things might be true, You miss the real thing, the fact there that it is God who provided that meal for you. If he would stop his blessing and withhold his reign from us, we all would starve within a few days, within months, if we have no water anymore and no more food. And you know, I think if we start thinking this way, the law of nature and the grocery store and the farmer and people, etc., etc., We will draw this line even onto other things in our life. And we will not see how it is the Lord who is guiding and leading us anymore. We will not see that it is his hand that is upon us and that our future is within him and his hand and his purpose and his plans for us. You know, this Psalm 65, there are so many beautiful verses here, especially when you go down to the last verses and it speaks about how God crowns our year with goodness, but I would like to shortly go into the first few verses. And first, I read that it says, To you belongs silence, the submissive wonder of reverence, and it burst into praise in Zion. You know, I took this translation from the Amplified Bible, but it talks about the burst of praise. And number one, I would like to say, that praise should be for God alone. You know, we give praise and thanks to so many people and so many things in life, and it's good to honor those that helped us and those that work hard and those that did their best for us. Even in church, we can thank those that 
worked so hard in the ministry and blessed us in so many different ways, but yet the praise and the thanksgiving and the worship and the honor should always go to God and God alone. As it says in the Psalms, not unto us, not unto us, but to you, O Lord, will all praise and worship go. It is so easy to accredit people and to accredit modern-day society and to accredit all these new modern inventions of the comfortable life that you may have. But you know, you're missing the point. And you will start to see if this is your line of thinking, you will start missing the hand of the Lord in your life. And then you will see that the blessing will depart and the blessing will leave. We need to honor him. We need to praise him. It says, to you belongs, to you belongs this praise. And we need to praise him always under all circumstances, the apostle tells us. In all things, we praise him under all circumstances. It doesn't matter what we're going through. Maybe you're going through a time of darkness, of difficulty. Maybe you're going through a terrible divorce. Maybe you're going through a difficult situation with sickness. And maybe you're going through a valley that you just lost a loved one. Or maybe difficulties with raising your children. I don't know what's going on in your life, but I would say today, lift up your hands and worship God eternal, that he is with you that he will never leave you, that he's going to bring you through this valley, that his goodness is upon you, and that you are an overcomer. Yes, in Christ, you are more than an overcomer. Hallelujah. But praise him. Oh, praise him. There's such power there. In the second part of this first verse, it says, to you, our vows will be fulfilled. You know, whatever we do, we need to do it in the spirit of the first part of that first verse, and that is in praise and in worship. Whatever you do, do it in praise and worship, but do it in obedience and do it unto him and not for people. Do it unto him and be faithful in your vows. Be faithful in that what you promised him. Be faithful in what the word asks us to do, what God's will is for your life, and be faithful to follow that will. You know, his will will give you a better future than your own will for your life because he wants to bless you. He wants to see you happy. He wants to see you prospering, and he will prosper you if you will give unto him and do unto him as ever he commands us to do and as ever his will is for us to do. In the second verse, it says, Oh, you who hear prayer, to you, all mankind comes. I just want to ask you to think back in your life of all those moments that God answered your prayers. You know, so many times we are in a situation that we think, why are you not answering this prayer, Lord? Why am I not receiving an answer here? Why is this taking so long? And we have our eye upon the unfulfilled prayer like God is never doing anything for us like he's never working on our behalf, as he is never speaking or answering to us. But you know, I want to ask you today, remember that old song that says, count your blessings, count them every day, and as you count them, you will see God working in your life. But I want to ask you, hasn't God ever answered your prayer? If you be honest, hasn't he ever fulfilled you 
with that wonderful peace when you needed it? Didn't he ever lift you up with joy when you needed it? Didn't he ever touch your physical body? Or didn't he ever touch your heart or your spirit, your emotional man? Didn't he ever do something in your life to bless you with something that you didn't expect? Or didn't he ever touch you in your marriage or your family? Come on, think back of those many times. You know, it's so easy for us to sum up the moments that we think God was not there, to sum up the things that we think he didn't give us, to sum up the things, the moments that we felt we were alone. But what about all those times that he was there, that he answered, that he did above and beyond? Oh, he is a great God. And I tell you, if you start thinking back, and that's why we need to write those moments down, that we know that God spoke to us, that we know that he ministered unto us, that we know that he touched us, healed us, filled us, blessed us. You know, there are more miracles than you can remember at this moment, but take some time and put some effort in it to start thinking back of all those things that he did for you in answer to prayer and go to him and keep going to him in thanksgiving and praise for what he has done, knowing that he will do it again and he will do wonderful things for you. Well, in the third verse, it says, Wickedness and guilt prevail against me. Yet, as for our transgressions, you forgave them, removing them from your sight. I want to ask you, think back of all those moments that you received forgiveness in your life. You know, the psalmist, he says here, Wickedness and guilt, they prevail against me. It's like he is in that battle. Darkness wants to overcome him, and his own heart is maybe torn apart. It's just like Paul who said, oh, the good things that I want to do, I'm not doing them, and the evil things that I'm not wanting to do, it's those things that yet I am doing. Oh, I'm a wretched man. And you know, sometimes we are in that battle that we know we should do better. We know we should be better. We know we should do what Christ is doing and what Christ did. We know that we should be a changed man, a changed woman, but yet, oh, we are still drawing out of that old nature. We are still performing the deeds of that old nature who is moved by the lust of the flesh. And we are sitting there maybe in depression or defeat. But today I want to tell you, think back of all those times that God forgave you. Oh, that he washed you and cleansed you with the blood of Jesus and made you brand new, holy and acceptable before him. And expect him to do the same today and know that he is with you to move you forward, to walk in the new man that you are created in, in Christ, that Christ is in you, the hope of glory, and you are in Christ and together you are in the Father and all the resources of heaven are at your disposal. The power of God through the Holy Spirit is with you to help you, to make you to break free of all the bonds of slavery, to set you free of all the chains of the enemy. Oh, how he is trying to pull you back in that old life, and maybe you feel, Lord, I am sinking, I am sinking, just like Peter on the water, You say, I am sinking, Lord. Oh, but Lord, I'm trusting upon you as you forgave me so many times in the past. 
today. Lift me up out of this sinking water, Lord, and put me back upon the rock. Set me upon the solid rock. And you know, as Peter called out to the Lord, immediately the hand of Jesus was there and he pulled him out and together they walked back safely to the boat. And I want to tell you, oh, this psalm says, yes, wickedness and guilt prevail against me yet, yet, yet. I would want to say, but yet, as for our transgressions, you forgave them and you removed them from your sight. You set me free of them. Well, and finally, here in verse 4, it's the fifth point, but verse 4, it says, blessed is the one whom you choose and bring near to dwell in your courts. We will be filled with the goodness of your house, your holy temple. I want you to think of all the privileges, of all the holy privileges that have been granted to you, have been given to you because of what Jesus has done for us. Oh, think back of all the promises in the word. It says every promise is yes and amen in Jesus Christ. You are a child of God. You are not a beggar in the courts of the Lord. You are a son. You are a daughter of the Most High. You have been made into a new creation, and that's all done through the power of the gospel, through the power of the blood of Jesus, because of his love for you. Oh, he set you upon holy ground, and you are his own. Oh, your name is written in the book of life, and because of that, you have been granted all the privileges, all the honors that are given to a son, a daughter of the Most High. Oh, I tell you, there is so much that you can enjoy. Start enjoying it. Start looking for all the wonderful blessings and things that God has prepared for you. The Bible says, eye has not seen, ear has not heard. Neither has it come up in the hearts of men all the things that God has prepared for those that love him. Oh, when you seek, you will find. When you knock, he will open. When you ask, you will receive. Oh, believe it today. You are not asking for things that you have no right to. You have right to these blessings, not because of your own righteousness, but because of the righteousness of Christ, because of all the blessings Oh, I tell you, he has answered your prayer so many times. Will he not answer today? Oh, he has forgiven you so many times. Will he not forgive you today? Oh, he has given you everything. It says, if God didn't even spare his son for us, will he not also grant us all other things, but seek you first the kingdom of God and all other things will be thrown into your lap. You will receive it out of his hand. Let me pray for you today. Oh, Lord, I want to pray for those that are maybe in a situation of darkness or depression. Oh, I want to ask you, help them today that they can lift up their hands to worship you and praise you and to come out of that dark cloud, to come out of that mindset that the devil is keeping them bondage in. Oh, Lord, in the name of Jesus, break down every stronghold in their mind that is keeping them on that side of darkness and depression that they are only seeing maybe their failings and their falling and only seeing the difficulties and the problems. Oh, Lord, help them to lift up their eyes and that they can see that you have provided for them 
You have answered them so many times, and you will answer again, because you are merciful and graceful, and you are full of compassion for us. Oh, Lord, bless them today. If they need forgiveness, forgive them right now. If they need healing, heal them right now. If they need deliverance, deliver them. If they need provision, provide right now. Give your goodness upon them, Lord, in this day. And I ask you, Lord, that you will do it because of Christ and his accomplished work upon Calvary. Do it because of your goodness, Lord. Do it because you are sovereign. And I thank you, you will do it this day. In the mighty name of Jesus, bless every listener with your abundance because it comes from you. I thank you for it. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast of John T. Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. 